0: Are you looking to eat well, but don't think you have the funds? The Dining on a Dime podcast will solve that problem. And now, here's your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Hello! everyone. Welcome to the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. Absolutely, the debut of the Dining on a Dime podcast. We are so
1: excited. My name is Kevin Wilson. I'm here with John Cole. I got to tell you, I'm looking through the window, and the entire technical staff is giving us a standing ovation. That's right. You um, know it. Uh, you can settle down, guys. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't said stuff yet. Oh, we're going to earn the standing ovation. Don't get me wrong, but, but but let us say some stuff first. Here's
0: the thing. Every week at 5 p.m. on Wildfire Radio. You guys are gonna have the opportunity for myself and John Cole. The purpose of this podcast will answer the question where can I go out and eat well on a very low budget? Which Absolutely. is why why we have that theme song. So if you're looking to eat out well and you wanna be and you're on a low budget, this is the show. Uh, my name is Kevin Wilson. I am author of the book, Table for One at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. So I'm a Barnes & Noble published author. My book takes you through 17 of the greatest restaurants in Philadelphia. You can see my experience at those restaurants, uh, Volvere, Vetri, all the ones that are $200.
1: Uh, you can read my book and uh, determine whether you want to go there. Well, that's what I was thinking. After <laughs> I, I've met Chef Mark Vetri a little bit, and I've always joked around about, oh, I wanted to meet you three years ago, but I was still making the payments. <laughs>
0: he's one of yeah but uh, we'll get in totally all
1: that. worth it though i mean i not yeah. i don't mean that as a shot but that's sort of the that's the bounce back for this podcast right so you've true. eaten well i don't know anyone that's eaten more well than you yeah. have so this is sort of you on the other side of the street
0: now. exactly ironically uh dining on a dime the concept started in 2012 i was the blogger for philly restaurant reviews.com uh my uh website was a huge hit but i would get emails saying dude I can't afford to go to half of those restaurants. And, uh, you know, as an FU, I guess we can say, (laughs) to those emails, I created the Dining on a Dime concept, uh, which showed you the best restaurants to go to for under $10. And they're
1: out there. They're oh, really they're are. funny. Oh, absolutely. We both see it all day on social media. I can't get a decent meal for 12 bucks. I can't get a decent meal for $10. Bucks. Uh, not to be harsh, but... Yes, you can. Bull. Yeah, no. We can find them, because if I find them, you can find them. And I'll tell you what... To people are lazy. (laughs) So we will find them and pass
0: them on to you. Yeah, we're going to give you the information on where you can go. You can eat a very delicious... See, that's the key. You can eat anything for under $10. But this is going to be delicious food. It's going to be... Focused on a low budget. I don't have much money. I work in Center City, but I would like to go out to eat for lunch. Uh, We're going to solve that problem every week. Uh, I am the author of the book. I currently do a weekly segment on Joe's Table for Two radio show on 610 WIP ESPN Radio every Saturday morning in Philadelphia from 11 to 12. ESPN, you say I haven't heard of them. (laughs) six (laughs) ten. And I do a Dining on a Dime segment which shows everyone... Uh, The best places to go and eat a nice meal for under $10. Just to give you a quick example, uh, my most famous uh, segment on the radio and my most famous uh, place on the website is a place called Chris's Jazz Cafe, uh, 15th and Sampson. Every week he gives you a delicious lunch for just $8. And here's the thing. He has duck breast. He switches it up every day. He does pork loin. Uh, it's not sandwich. That's what I want everyone to understand too. This podcast is not going to show you, you know, it's not going to be all about sandwiches and and slices of pizza. We're going to show you nice meals where you can get on a very
1: low budget. I'm super glad you said that because... You not not that we're married to the ten dollar price point right. because I'm not going to tell someone to miss out on something great because right. it's eleven bucks. That's, that's crazy. But I have friends, and for example, a meal for them would be a good cup of coffee yep. and a really good croissant, and Absolutely. they'd be that's a meal for them, and they'd be happy to find that for ten exactly. bucks. And I think a lot of times uh, I'm guilty of this too on my social media, on other shows. I'm talking about sandwiches. I'm talking about the cheesesteaks and. It, it, on this podcast we can actually expand the definition that's right that's why the dining the, on a yeah, yeah, the dining the on a
0: dime under $10 uh it really doesn't work in an hour but we can give you where to go on a low budget so oh, I, yeah, you no. don't have much money but I'll tell you where you can eat in center city all week and and save a lot of money Uh, So anyway, I've been on Joe's Table for 2 radio show on 610 WIP uh, ESPN Radio every Saturday morning from 11 to 12. Joe has the best travel and dining show on the air. Uh, If you're into travel and dining and you want to learn some stuff, that's what you do on Joe's show. So uh, the success of that show uh, in the segment uh, had me bring that concept to Wildfire Radio. We're a spinoff. Exactly. And here's the thing. Uh, a good podcast teaches you uh, something. It answers a question. It solves, the problem. We it solves this a problem. It solves a problem. And uh, our show will solve you the problem, and you can eat out well, and you can do
1: it for a little bit of money. Well, we get the same thing in South Jersey now. It's more prevalent in Philly. You're right, but I live across, you know, over in South Jersey, and we're starting to get the same thing now. When I was a kid, five bucks. Nice lunch, no problem. Now, because we've had so many people come over from Philly, people come down from North Jersey. <clears throat> a lot of the little mom and pop shops have closed, and you've got a lot of these corporate joints where their idea of a reasonable lunch is sixteen ninety
0: nine. That's so uh, true.
1: That's not our idea of a reasonable lunch, unless said lunch includes like lobster tail. Um, you know, <laughs> three glasses Very of true. beer, maybe an Uber back and forth. Sixteen ninety nine is a lot for lunch. I mean, Very at least true. in my neighborhood it is i'll
0: tell you what i went to a breakfast place right and i go to a breakfast place i'm gonna name the name how about that we're gonna get negative the first week naming names uh green eggs and i had the best breakfast i love the food bill came to 18 bucks and i was like isn't it eggs (laughs) Uh, but anyway each week we're also going to give people the negative this is not going to be an infomercial this book is sponsored by my uh book table for one at barnes and noble uh, so me and John are going to tell you both positive and negative.
1: Oh, yeah. You you guys should put your mouthpieces in for this. This is going to be a little bit no-holds-barred. People are kind of used to me being the happy, shiny guy. And I like to think of myself as a positive person. However, in finding all those places I've talked about throughout the years, um, I've found a lot more places that I didn't mention. That's true. And, uh, you know, I. I it has... I I hate seeing places like that prosper, and I'll tell But you I do why. give them a second chance. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we'll, yeah. I, I'll go back in there. My problem with this is, if you prosper because you lucked into a location, but you're right. still giving people terrible food, that this isn't right. That that that's you know that's anti-Darwinism. That's true. And let me tell you something about
0: me. I blogged for phillyrestaurantreviews.com. And I was known for being a little on the negative time uh, side, but I would always give people a second chance because it could have been a bad night, could have been short-staffed, etc. Yeah, but if you know the industry, these things. But happen. here's the thing: on Joe's show, I go out on location and I tell everybody the greatest spots, this and that, and the other thing, and I get emails from people saying, "You're Mr. Lovey Dovey," yeah. you know. But that's not the purpose of that segment. The purpose of that segment is to actually show people good spots for under ten. So me not giving a negative on the radio, I love this opportunity yeah. because I can express all my views, uh, you know, in a, in a pretty much uncensored way. This is much. This is an ECW
1: version. This is the ECW version. And I'm you know. Terry Funk. <laughs> there's, there's very much the ECW version. That is here. so true. Uh, I, I don't, I'm certainly not going to rip people. I don't. I don't want to ruin their no, lives or but, anything like you that. Know. But if you're going to hand me something not good right (laughs) or awful in some cases and then you're going to turn around and ask me for eight nine dollars for it you know as well as i do you 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 shouldn't have done
0: exactly and i'll be honest with you i have a photo that's my my thing i i go out and i go out to dinner every night and i go to a different restaurant and i take a photo and i post it on instagram my instagram page kjw1972 has about 400 restaurant photos on it and uh What I do is when I take the photo, okay, I got to be honest with you. I have about 600-plus restaurants in my photo collection. Wow. And after six – and this is from Vegas and and not just Philadelphia. But uh, I would have to say 60% impressed me. You know what I mean? There's a good
1: 40% that were just, eh, you know what I mean? On a personal level, that's unfortunate for you because you've paid 100% of those bills. Right, exactly. But uh, for them – I mean, you know, I understand if you bat 600, that's great. You get 60 in class, you're going back to that class next year. And I can not tell you, most of the problems I've had
0: were just mediocrity. You know what I mean? It was just nothing special. Yeah, I mean,
1: Uh, it's effort. You made the effort to go there. I don't care what the restaurant is, right? I don't care if you're on vacation. I don't care if it's a personal project, an assignment. You're making the effort to go there. Exactly. You know, your job is to show up and pay. You really shouldn't have to do anything more than that. That's it. Too many times at restaurants, and I've had this too, and it makes my wife, a.k.a. the luckiest woman in the world, (laughs) cringe. (laughs) Uh, She'll just get up and leave because I'll have to say- Look, uh, this isn't right, and she, she she doesn't want to be part of it. She's just up and out the <laughs> door. But I've explained to her. Look, we're paying for this. That's right. You know what I mean. If I had a plumber come to the house, and the guy and he left, and there was water on the floor, that's exactly my. Part. You'd be like, yeah. no, 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 no. We're, uh, unless you're going to get a mop, that's a no. And uh, to me, it's the same with restaurants. Don't get half the meal right. Don't sort of make it okay. I'll bring the money you bring the food at the end of the night we're all happy and that's what i love about this podcast everybody each week
0: is going to learn yeah where to go and where not to go where not to go you know and i always give a place two or three tries so yeah. i don't want everyone thinking that i you know i just bash people so if i tell you a negative about a restaurant and i didn't have negative things to say about green i just thought the bill was a little high uh, it uh, you you can know for sure that I've gone there two or three other times.
1: I've been to Green Eggs a few times. and I have, I'm i not saying
0: anything negative, oh just no. the price.
1: I'm not saying anything negative, right. but I'm saying I've had that same experience. Right. One time I went, and it was great, and I just thought the bill was a little high. Exactly. And then I went back again, and my point is I went back again knowing the bill was high. If the if I know the bill is high and I go back again, right, I expect the service to be on point. I expect you know to compensate in some way. Look, I'm paying 16 bucks for pork roll, egg, and cheese, basically, right? Right. Um, you guys know I can find that anywhere for three, four bucks. Exactly. Um, I uh, you know if you if you're gonna make if I'm gonna go and give you another shot, get my order right. You know maybe like a good morning when I show up. Yep. Um, I'm not asking for for the moon here. Um, There are places, and I'm certainly not saying directly this is a green egg thing, because the food there is very good. Right. Food Uh, is good. One time, the staff was really nice. Another time, we'll just say they were preoccupied, and we'll leave it at that. But (laughs) for $18, for essentially... You know, pork roll, leg and cheese on toast and a cup of coffee. When you break it down. When you break it down, I, you know, you really kind of owe me a little bit more than just that, you know, because I can go to, and I've had people ask me this because I kind of come back from the food truck world. We'll get into that in a little bit. Right. But I've had people say food truck food service. Okay. Food truck service isn't always the equal to its food. And I'm like, well, that's true. But so is every other establishment from your local bar right. to your local corporate place where you probably shouldn't be it happens eating Happens everywhere. That food. In every business. Happens everywhere. I mean, I will, I once say to a James Beard nominated place in the city. I won't name this name simply because. We'll, the, we'll start getting negative next okay, week. we next John. week. You guys all. <laughs> <laughs> the, Hold the phone, John. You guys have seven days. Clean up your ass. <laughs> Um, and it was a James period nominated place and it was a special occasion. Um, and the service was just, you know, I knew I was going to drop about 200 bucks and I, I made that conscious choice. This is worth it to me to go there. Um, but for $200, I'm not saying you have to greet me like you're my mom, but you should greet me like you're glad to see me. All right. Let's make some enemies.
0: I got to be <laughs> honest with you. For the website, the way you get uh, views to your website is you go to places that people want to click and, and look yeah. at. So I, I've been to most of those types of places. And I have to be honest. And I say this on the street. I'm not just saying this because I'm on the air. But Volvaire was the only... It's inside the Kimmel Center's Jose Garces. That's what I was going to say. He's not a Garces one. And uh, Volver was the only one, and I'm not going to badmouth any of the others, that really blew me away. Service, yeah. uh, the the meal... Because you're you're paying that money for the experience. You're not really paying that money for just the food. It's for the whole, whole experience. And the entire experience from... Uh, the greeting at the door to the sh- sitting at the table yeah. to the food to the to the way the wait staff was uh was excellent that was at volvere every other place and i'm not going to name name but i went to all of them just to get clicks to my website yeah i understand was not at that level well
1: one of the i had an experience back in like march I was down in Orlando visiting family got a lot of family who lives in the Orlando area and one night we find ourselves at like Disney Village or downtown Disney or whatever it's called now and all the restaurants are there and we bomb into a place called the Edison Uh, very steampunk decor after 10 o'clock it kind of becomes like a little bit of like a speakeasy music (laughs) joint great place definitely you should go check it out if you're in Orlando tons of people from Philly there you know tons of people from Jersey there Uh, Orlando has sort of become like little philly little south jersey little new jersey for that matter um but the service the food was good i no problems with the food at all but the service was actually better than the food and the food was delicious That's, that happens a lot and i noticed we ate at a couple other places there and that seemed to be a trend at downtown disney the service was better than the food right and that kind of doesn't happen that often at least not
0: here and I'll give an example. My meal, my $8 meal at Chris's Jazz Cafe, it was just as good as most of the upscale places. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he had a duck breast, you know, uh, for eight bucks. I was like, wow. So anyway, each week we're going to solve the problem. 5 p.m., wildfire radio, we're going to solve your problem, where to eat out, and have good food. That's on right. It, on well, a, on a, The good food is the key, because like Joe, Joe says a lot of times on the radio, that. You can, get, you can get a lot of food anywhere, but uh, you know you get a nice meal, which is good food for for a good budget on a low budget. Oh,
1: yeah. We can send people to Five Below when they have like <laughs> dollar canned ravioli day, and I know some of you <laughs> listening to this have been there, so don't shake your eyes and laugh <laughs> at me because I see you there when I'm going to get my candy. Um, the food has to be good.
0: Yeah, it has to be good, and uh, we're going to give you both the positive and the negative It's not going to be an infomercial. I hate those shows that you, you know, know,
1: everybody has the greatest everything. Oh, they got the greatest. I understand they serve a purpose. And nowadays, nobody, including myself for a long time, I very much lived by the rule growing up. um, If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Exactly. See, you know what the problem is, though? Too many places, too many people that really shouldn't be prospering do simply because you haven't called them out.
0: And a lot of times, uh, there's also a technique uh, that you can use. I'll teach you some of those tricks uh, to actually find these places. Oh, yeah. it's uh there's a couple things you can do uh, to do that. So every week, we will answer the question, where can I eat out well? I'm on a very low budget. Uh, well, the single
1: best thing you can do is a diner, if you want to eat out well, is tune in at 5 o'clock to, him, to you and I on Wildfire Radio. 5 o'clock every Sunday. That's when business is going to pick up. Business is going to You're pick welcome, up. You're welcome, Wildfire. Every Sunday,
0: wildfireradio.com. Absolutely. Uh, sponsored by the greatest book in the history of mankind. Tell, me, Ta- tell us more about this book before we continue. Table for one. Uh, here's what happened. Here's a story about the book. I did the website. Okay. It was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. My clicks went up 40% just from creating the Dining on a Dime concept. Wow. But my weight went up 200 pounds. <laughs> I did the website. You guys are going to start laughing because I did the website. I was 178 pounds.
1: I was that in like the fifth grade. <laughs> just, just to give people a sort of frame of reference.
0: I gained 200 pounds doing the website because I was eating out every day. And the funniest part about the website is if I got a lot of clicks in one day, oh, tomorrow I'm going to blog about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> so I was eating out every day and the weight kept going up. Weight kept going up. Health went down the tubes. Oh, so, so the doctor said the biggest advice I can give you is to stop. The website. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Same episode of
1: CSI. We have death by website. <laughs> they
0: wanted, they wanted to follow me around with those things that you pump on oh people's chest,
1: you know, to to
0: wake them up from a heart attack. What
1: does Ric Flair say? <laughs> we, we bled. We filled our boots. We paid the price. <laughs> That's now, right. Now, granted, we're not bleeding, but you know, a lot of times I've got like custard on my shirt. Yeah, well, so we, we we're the paying web,
0: the price. The website was successful enough to get sponsorships and everything. But here's the point. Part so the weight goes up. uh The doctor was like, "Look, all I can tell you, is stop the website." So we stopped the website, and I I missed the website. I missed blogging on the website. It, it really is a lifestyle. All jokes fun. aside, we're kind of goofing a little bit. Yeah, but. it's fun, you know. So I missed doing the website. So I wanted to go back to the website. But here's the thing. Here's a tip for all you uh, folks out there. GoDaddy does not it, because GoDaddy you can have a website for a little bit of money, right? Yeah. The yeah, host. yeah. GoDaddy does not save your archives if you have the low budget
1: website right no that sounds more like go pound salt so i couldn't
0: i couldn't go back to the website so i'm talking to a neighbor of mine the neighbor's like well why don't you write a book and i said write a book i said who reads books right (laughs) so i go and i go check it out and you know uh And I write the best restaurant book in the history of mankind, right? The greatest restaurant book. That's
1: undisputed, by the way. I don't know of anyone that's claimed to do that other than you. Well, here's the thing.
0: I submit it to the publishing company. And they said, this is the dumbest thing we've ever heard. (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? I said, this is the greatest book of all time. I said, this is going to sell millions. And they said, it's not going to sell anything because in order for us to distribute it to Barnes and Noble and et cetera, it has to appeal nationwide. Nobody cares about Philadelphia restaurants when you're in South Dakota. Right. So I was like, (laughs) if you're in South
1: Dakota, you should probably get out and get to a Philly restaurant. (laughs) Just saying.
0: (laughs) So I go and I write. Uh, you know, I, I finished writing the book, so I go back and I had a tragedy in my life and I'm, you can read the book to hear it. And, uh, I was telling the publisher about the tragedy that I'm going through and that's when they said, write a memoir and add the oh, restaurants in. So my book is actually a memoir. Everyone thinks it's going to be, you know, restaurants and then write, you know, what's they're about and all. My book's actually a memoir. Oh, nice. I, I grew up in the, uh... The Upscale Neighborhood of Kensington in Philadelphia. (laughs) I grew up in Kensington, so my book takes you... That's why my
1: co-host is wearing a bulletproof vest as we we do this podcast.
0: So, you know, my book takes you through my childhood in Kensington. Uh, You know, it it takes you through the 1980s in Kensington, which were a very nice time. It was like Mayberry back then, you know. And then it takes you all the way up through the food blog, etc. So my book's very good. It's an inspirational memoir, teaches people to overcome grief. And uh, tragedy, and it, it's done very well. Foodies, you should go out there and get this thing, don't, yeah, don't, yeah.
1: Don't make me start chasing you down.
0: Volver, send Kevin Money, Volver, Vetri. Yeah, right, let me get my two bucks for every book, <laughs> <send> <laughs> send <should>. money. <laughs> but uh. You know, it has it has Volvere, Vetri, La Croix, and it also has my favorite burger spot, Lucky's Last Chance. So yeah. it, it tells you about my experience at all those uh, at all those yeah,
1: multiple time winner at Burger Brawl.
0: Ah, tell you, Lucky's is great.
1: Um, for I when I first really started to get into this, I remember the gourmet burger thing was really starting to peak. You know, all of a yeah. sudden, guys like Gordon Ramsay wanted to do a burger, and you're right. like, really, dude? Um, <laughs> Lucky's was already doing. Uh, what I would consider um, you know high-end chef like Cheffy burgers right, right um and other people were still bad. like in the beginning oh yeah no yeah. people were still like you know here's your potato bun here's your bubble burger and knock yourself out not that there's anything wrong with that exactly. but come on man you can do better than that
0: let me tell you my story about lucky's in the book is hysterical I go there and he used to have a uh, ghost pepper chili burger Oh. And what he used to do was he would make me he would make you sign a contract. Oh, because, the waiver. Yeah, because it goes pepper chili. And then I had to wear hospital gloves to eat the burger. Right. So this is the greatest story. So I, I put on the hospital gloves. I'm like kind of freaked out right now. You know, I get the hospital gloves on. I start eating the burger. And I finish the burger. Nice. To a standing ovation in the restaurant. So I'm high-fiving everybody, and we're hugging, and we're, you know, this and that. I get outside the Main Street Mania. <laughs> oh, no. I'll make a left to go back to my apartment. And I don't remember anything else. And I'll tell you what. Stuff came out of me from 1973. <laughs> I was,
1: you know, because it goes chilly. It's you know. just, it's, it's uh, potent stuff. It's potent stuff. I was down in Myrtle Beach last year and they had a shop there that was doing like Ghost pepper and muffins, and I remember I just—I <laughs> li- swear to God, um, if I could remember the name of it, I would name them. That was the name of an old cat. I had. <laughs> ghost pepper muffin. Run down there. I get a cup of coffee. I grab like a muffin or something. Of course, they had no idea what pork roll was when I got to Myrtle Beach. So I said, "Fine, just give me the muffin." And, I, and there's this smell, and it's a bake shop. So I'm like, "What?" Are-? They had ghost pepper, like strawberry muffins or something. Wow. And I remember looking at this guy saying, "Why?" Well, yeah, right. <laughs> why? Look, I get it. You know what? You've got the beard, you've got the plaid shirt, right. you got the Pabst Blue Ribbon belt buckle. I, you're dripping with irony, hipster. I got you, man. I I feel what you're coming from. Why in the world would you throw ghost pepper in a muffin? So true. Because he's like, oh, we haven't sold a lot of them yet. I'm like, yeah, of course you haven't sold a lot of them yet, my friend. <laughs> Good lord! Did put he the make sign a sign away No. Did put, you didn't have to sign away. Put the clove cigarette down for two seconds and take those damn muffins away. Maybe get something out there. People aren't. Like, Vacation at Myrtle Beach.
0: Well, let me tell you, Lucky's also had, uh, I had a uh, peanut butter and jelly bacon cheeseburger. And I said, this is the love of my life three different ways.
1: Oh, they had that a couple, one of the, I've judged burger a few times. Excellent. It was, it
0: was was a huge judges Could be the best burger I've had, peanut butter and jelly bacon cheeseburger. And I was like, wow, this is great. I didn't know how well bacon combines with uh, peanut butter. It's awesome. You know what I mean? I, we should start... Me and you should <laughs> go out tomorrow... Tomorrow. ...and make a product that is uh, peanut butter and bacon. <laughs> oh, we can do like a bacon butter truck. Exactly, exactly. I, I know a guy who <laughs> <laughs> has food trucks. Well, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another <laughs> guy. guy. So anyway, that that uh, that's how... And then the... Uh, you know, and then we... I was doing Joe's show, and I was in studio, and... Uh, I was telling him about, because Joe ha, you know, has been around 50 years as a chef. He's been everywhere. Uh, but I was telling him about my experience at Lebec Fin, which is in my book. You know, Lebec Finn, in the old days, Philly, that was yeah. your spot. Th- that was where you went. That's I mean, where you went. That was the original fine dining uh, spot. Just ask Josh Perry. He'll tell you. Yes, it's the only place yes, to yes, go Exactly. And uh, anyway, he yelled at me for asking for salt and pepper. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so... You know, I'm telling Joe about that, and Joe's like, "Well, you don't have to pay a lot of money to to eat a good meal." He said, "Not all meals are you know that are expensive are that good." And I said, "You're right." And then I start telling him about the dining on a dime section of my old website, and he said, "Well, why don't you teach the people that listen in?" And that's how that got started. That's
1: you know what I mean. That's important though, because let's be honest, you know, people aren't doing as well as they used to be. That's right. They came up with this term underemployed to very kindly say to you yeah we're jipping you and not paying you what we should okay <laughs> yeah. whatever Um, peop- and people need to know where to eat that's right. I mean I, the truth of the matter is I see people we joked about this but I will walk past the five below in my local strip mall I live in suburbia so I go from strip mall to strip mall throughout the day and I will see people doing food shopping at Dollar General and five below I'm not trying to Happens give all the time I'm not trying to give those places a shot and I'm
0: all. always second in line to the cart that's up <laughs>
1: See <laughs> but I mean, I'm sorry if you want to go in there, I'll go in there and get candy. I'm taking my godsons to a movie or something yep. that no problem. I, when I look in there and I see somebody has like a dollar steak, um, our friend uh, uh, Marilyn Johnson, Philly yes. Grubb, yes. she will joke around sometimes on social media about her husband will eat that like dollar general steak or whatever it exactly. is. Exactly, uh, Dave, Viacondios, uh, man, uh, no no offense, but I'm probably not eating a steak that came from the dollar <laughs> store. Right. Uh, yeah. That's just not happening. Same with Five Below. They have like some chicken enchilada things and foil and you open them up. I'll do the burrito uh,
0: at the dollar store. I'll eat the burrito. Oh no! every once in a while or the texas toast i might get oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what this podcast is for so you don't have to do that
0: (laughs) so anyway i'm an author i have a book of barnes and noble i've been doing the dining on a dime segment on espn radio for over a year now and what i like to do because i like to make radio different and you're going to see this on the podcast i want you to you know, listen to something that's different from what you're used to, and we'll give you negative and positive, etc. Uh, but I like to go on location, and I don't know, uh, you know, for the radio segment, yeah. uh, because I just think it enhances the the seven minute segment. I think if I'm on location, you own a restaurant. And I talk to you, and I say, hey, Joe, here's the owner. I just think that makes it a better show. It makes it a better segment because it's more spontaneous. I do not like uh, things when people are, like, reading. And then I went to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's like, like when I buy spongy. the narration
1: from Amazon. If I want Alexa to read me my bedtime story, I will. That's I'm, right. I'm listening to podcasts for a very different experience. Exactly.
0: And that's what that's. So I've been doing that about a year and a half every Saturday morning, 1115. And that's been a huge hit. And it's called Dining on the Dime. But that that radio segment is different from this because the radio segment specifically shows you places for under 10. We're going to show you how you can eat out well on a very low budget, low budget, like the theme song said today. Absolutely. So this is my co-host, John Cole. He is the king of all food trucks. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, a friend of mine named Kimmy Cocktail named me that a while back, and I really appreciated it. Uh, her and I did a show for a while, and she would kind of cover bars and restaurants, and I would cover food trucks. Okay. Um, I was a judge at the Atlantic City Food Truck Festival in its second year. Um, I started in our area. I started in the food truck world very early on. Back then, there were maybe a handful of trucks. The Philadelphia Mobile Food Association was maybe the same 30, 40 people looking at each other, and (laughs) and that was very small back then. Now, they have well over 200 members. Um, I've served as their goodwill ambassador Um, I've kind of tried to spread the gospel Sometimes people still think of food trucks As roach coaches and I've had to tell them Look maybe once upon a time You were right maybe your experience Wasn't that great Mine is very different. Many of the food trucks that started in Philadelphia when I started in this are now brick and mortar restaurants. Revolution Taco uh, started as Street Food Philly. I, I just had Poi Dog Philly on the radio. Set. Oh, Poi Dog These are places that started in little carts and trailers. Um, and, you know, old Pennsylvania gas work trucks, modified, banged up old UPS trucks. And now these guys are in their own brick and mortars, Rival Brothers. I think they're on their third shop now. Right. Rival Brothers used to be two guys parked in front of 33rd and Arch,
0: Right, and I had my mom's hmm. Polish food cart that uh, they're in Breisberg Wow, was, uh, I had pickle soup there, and I don't want to <laughs> interrupt you, John. No, no, go ahead. Pickle soup, and I was like pickle soup. Oh, and it was delicious. It was fantastic. But they were on the radio segment, and they started as a truck also.
1: Oh yeah, their food. They're doing classes now, teaching people how to make pierogies. Sort of dialing people into Polish food a little Outstanding. bit. Outstanding. Uh, it's delicious. It is. You know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. delicious. Um. And and again, you didn't have that in the beginning. There weren't pierogi trucks in the beginning. In the very beginning, we had tacos on trucks. We had um, Street Food Philly. Uh, Mike Sultan was doing, uh, you know, he was doing chef stuff on a truck. There was like a, you know, a dried short rib burger, those kinds of things. Um, Spot burger. Speaking of burgers. Yes. Josh Kim, known him for years. Uh, Probably one of the. He's one of those guys where you don't hear his name all the time, and you really should. That guy decided to put his foot down, learn how to make a burger, grind his own meat, put his own blend together. Um, I remember once upon a time, he had a little cart. And I mean, I know he still has the cart, but he would be out there, and everything the guy made was really good. He had five or six different kinds of burgers, Um, going to the dining on a dime, hat tip. They were all under $10. Yeah. And they were hands down the best burger you were going to get. I had his uh, food truck at 30th of Market. I think he was up there. Yeah, so it was great. It's absolutely he's, delicious. He's
0: his brick and mortar is at his 27th brick and is in and Girard. In, Brewery Town? Yeah. Is yeah, in Brewery Town, yeah. which is one of my favorite food locations.
1: It's, well, they're really on the rise too because Uncle Nick's Pizza is a couple doors down from them. With and, a good salad. A oh, good yeah. salad at Uncle Nick's. I don't know if I've ever had a good, sal- yeah, uh, salad. good salad. Good or bad. But <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Um. And that's sort of. I
0: get my salad loaded with uh, fat and carbohydrates.
1: My idea, was, <laughs> you mean like a ham salad? Or? No,
0: <laughs> I just get lard on top of a salad.
1: <laughs> I know. I'd like scrapple on a cracker. Um, my, uh, I, I guess that was how I started. I was checking out Drexel University for um, a niece who didn't have a chance to get into Drexel because that's a really good school. Um, But I I agreed to go and check it out. Went over there one day where they had like an open day or something. I grabbed the materials and left because, you know, I just knew it wasn't going to happen. And um, there's food trucks. And I'm like, wow, you know, I want to get a cup of coffee. And while, while I don't hate them, places like Starbucks are going to be like my last go-to for coffee. I realize that means they're probably not going to advertise on this show. You're preaching to the choir. But it's the truth. I, I yeah. can't see waiting 30 minutes choir. so some Tyler or Elijah can give me burnt coffee for $6. That's right. I agree. And expect me to be grateful to get that. Yeah. So I see a coffee truck there. I can't afford to walk in the door. <laughs> I, it, there's like a cover charge in this place. They, right. they do like the scanner for your credit. Card. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You have to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. No, I totally to agree. Here. I to- couldn't agree more. Um, um, and there was a couple food trucks out there that day. There was uh, Street Food Philly. There was the MACMAR truck. Um, she's now opened a couple locations. Uh, Marty as the you know uh, she was oh Mac Mart yeah Mac Mart. oh how about that I she, didn't know they were a truck oh yeah no, there wow. was, it was a bright pink truck. I just know them from their and, brick and mortar no once upon a time she was you know now she's a very successful uh, food entrepreneur restaurateur whatever you want to sure. call it back then she was a very successful food truck wow I didn't know that um, people loved it she would have lines that were crazy crazy and I would tell people look this is some of the best mac and cheese I've tried in Philadelphia yes I agree and people were oh no no I'm like like Like, no, it's worth waiting online. I was at a night market a couple of years ago. Her line was two hours long wow. and people stood there and waited in humid 80 degree temperature. They didn't care. They just wanted their mac and cheese. That's how good it is. Nice. Uh, it's worth it. I think if I remember correctly, she's expanding down into Delaware campus, of Delaware Univ- right. uh, university, of Delaware, um, the stuff that they do. And it's the same, even though they did everything different, they all had the same work ethic. Poi dog started as a cart. Josh started as a cart. Um, they what they managed to do is they worked and worked and worked and built a base by giving people really good food and really good service many 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 times for under ten dollars. Yes, you could go up to these trucks and get a spot burger. You could go and get a burger and a little bag of chips and like a diet coke and it was like ten bucks. Nice, and that was mu- and anything better they would be over at the porch. Right, and which is a space at, that's where I had, at thirtieth yeah. and thirtieth and market 30th and market. Um, it's it, it was the best thing there. Yeah. And and there's some pretty decent bars and restaurants there, but you weren't going to find a burger I, that I good. It
0: had Salante on uh, this is that's the Irish place across the street, and they did very well on the radio. Uh, that uh, uh, really good food. It's an authentic uh, Irish uh, cook. Uh, she's from Ireland,
1: and uh, the food there is great. See, as much as I respect authentic. I'm much more, i found, um, not an Irish pub guy, but an Irish-American pub guy. Right. Um, I've probably been in McGillan so often in my life, they yeah, have mail forwarded Well,
0: there. The, I, I have a funny story about that. I put them on the radio segment, and I got emails from people saying, dude, who doesn't know McGillan?" Do, I know, right? <laughs> I,
1: I haven't discovered anything. That's like finding an elephant in the room. <laughs> like, oh, okay. my, friend, uh, my friend Gabby is the general manager there. If this was high school, her picture would be on my locker door. Right. She She does no wrong in my eyes, Um, but it's a perfect example. I can go over there, a cold day, I went over there one day, and I don't, you know, I didn't stop at the cash machine. I think I had 10 or $11 right. with me. And I was able to get a glass of beer and a sandwich and the McGillin's tradition. I'm I believe sure, their lunch, you get free soup. Yeah, you get yeah. free soup for lunch. Yeah. And it was a cold day. And they had like a bean soup. Right. And I grabbed the sandwich and literally the 11 bucks covered it with a tip. And I, I thought to myself, I must have been in there for two hours. And that's the type of info people would be getting on this podcast. Yeah. Why would you not go there? Yeah. Why would you not go there? We, I would go over there and talk about food trucks. I would bring food truck operators over there and say, right. yeah, I know it's Queens Village. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere here. This weird little kind of secret space or whatever. But the loyalty you guys. I like the alleyways. It, I would tell people <laughs> the loyalty that McGillen's has is yes. what you should be trying to foster. Absolutely. Years later, when I worked as work now still as a food truck consultant, right. I help people get trucks on the road. Um, I will tell them, maybe the single most important thing, sure, have your money in order. Sure, have industrial food truck build your truck. <laughs> You're welcome, Gary. Yeah. Um, have, uh, have an idea, a concept. Don't just walk into somebody's office and say, I want a food truck. Well, what do you want to sell? And then there's crickets. So, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? But maybe more than anything else is developing uh, a following. And I don't care what you're selling. That's the most important. That goes for DJs. That goes for everybody. Even as
0: an author, I got a funny story for you. When Barnes & Noble would want me to do a book signing, they looked at my Twitter. You know what I mean? They wanted to see the kind of following.
1: You they, know, they, so. they, well, they, they, it's who are you bringing to the table? That's right. It's very much, it's much more cut and dried than it used to be. You kind of hope they're based it on sales. I tell people when they do the Nielsen ratings on TV, I'm like, they still have those? <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my <laughs> answer. And I understand. I'm like, you still have those? Yeah. Right. I, I don't know of anyone who says, okay, my program is on at eight o'clock. I better go turn on the TV and warm it up at 10 to eight. Yes. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, uh, no one does that anymore. Right. Uh,
0: podcasts, TV shows. I forgot about the Nielsen rating.
1: No, uh, you know, <laughs> I, um, I hear, oh, well, the ratings aren't very good. Um, I realize I'm a little off topic here, but I use this as an example. There was a show on Fox TV called Lucifer based on a graphic novel not too many people are going broke doing comic book movies and TV shows this right, day, right? right? I think I read somewhere Marvel Studios made more in a decade than all the other studios had in like 75 years of making movies. Comic-Con is huge. Comic-Con. I was there this year. It oh, was huge. insane. You could actually smell money. There was oh, no those. doubt. Um, this show Lucifer got canceled. And uh, you know it's sort of a story about the devil trying to reform, whatever. Uh, maybe it's not for everybody. Fox canceled it claiming the ratings were low and i'm like what ratings are you talking exactly. about sure enough they were talking about these archaic nielsens which they use like eight track boxes to tack to to, to kind of track these things and i'm like are you kidding me right. the show literally was off out of circulation for like an hour and netflix jumps in with no 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 it's coming back do worry yeah about it. absolutely because they, they, they see the reaction it's like hashtag save that's where to so go far. anyway these days A- and netflix. it goes out there i i I, I guess I was just very surprised. I was yeah. like, if you didn't like the show, if, if somebody wanted too much money, if you were going broke, that's a different story. Ratings, really? Well, th- many- that that ratings matter as
0: far as if you're selling a yeah, book, yeah, you're a DJ, right. you have to have a following. Uh, my following, lucky for me, I have twenty six thousand monthly readers on TripAdvisor. So when I blog about the restaurants and I put it on TripAdvisor, I have a steady flow of twenty six thousand people uh, that that read my re- uh, reviews. But here's the thing: that helps you sell articles. It helps it you does. sell. You know what I mean? Because so I'm help, pretty
1: sure I have twenty six people. Oh, I'm,
0: no, I'm, you got a you got a huge. <laughs> Maybe thirty John. if it's my fan. If everyone, Thanks, can, if you can call in next week and tell John how much of a follow he has <laughs> But seriously. <laughs> be dead
1: it, one it blinking was, light my mom <laughs> i love him uh, thanks mom or
0: the guy i met on the bus i know because <laughs> i take the 408 bus here so <laughs> i i today i had a very interesting uh let's say cornucopia of characters on my bus today so anyway uh so every week you're gonna learn uh, where you can go, what you can do to save the most money dining out. Uh, John, uh, so what do you got up? What are you up to now, John?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, aside from this podcast, I do another podcast with Gary Koppelman, who's awesome. the president of Industrial Food Truck. I referenced that a little while ago. And that's on Wildfire Radio it, when, Uh Tuesdays at six o'clock. Excellent. Um, we have a podcast where we talk about the food truck world. Uh, it's a little bit. Less specific, we're kind of talking about the Philly and South Jersey area. We're talking about the food truck industry as a whole. Right. I mean, we always reference Philadelphia, but we'll be talking to people from New York, people from Chicago, uh, people from San Diego, where I was at Comic Con recently. Huge food truck scene. There. Beautiful San Diego. This is the second year Comic Con has had essentially an inner ring for food trucks. Nice. Because you've got, you know, what, 150,000 people. So the come food to truck business is
0: involved with Comic Con.
1: Oh yeah! You, oh, you gotta love that. You step outside the convention grounds. Um, you know, you step outside a hotel. We stayed at a hotel very close to the convention grounds. You walk. I was looking for a cup of coffee. I found a great food truck, a great nice. coffee truck there, um, and they was followed by a sushi truck, followed by a modified pizza truck, nice. which was like a 1970 style fire engine. Yes. And I thought to myself. They were all doing great. By 10, 30, o'clock, they all had long lines, and it didn't affect business around it at all. Nice. Um, one of the things I fought against for a really long time, Gary and I will continue to try to educate people against, a successful food truck community does not damage the restaurant community. Sure, there will be anecdotal evidence where someone will say, "I got a coffee shop and a food truck put me out of business." No, they didn't. Plus, a lot of you put yourself are out of business. <laughs> well, that's that's true too. <laughs> right. But more often than not, if I want to sit down and have lunch, I want to sit down and have lunch. I, I'm not going to see a food truck and say, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to completely bail on my lunch idea and go stand out here and eat a sandwich on someone's stoop and then go back to my job." That's right. And the reverse is true. If you just are in a hurry and you want to grab something quick, the food truck is there for you. I'm not going to go past a restaurant or bar and say, oh, you know what? I only have 10 minutes, but why don't I stretch that into two hours, see if they have a table for me, do a little three course lunch, totally have some drinks. The two things I'll are- tell
0: you, quick, easy, mm-hmm. and on a budget is the style today,
1: really. Yeah. I mean, you know? that's what people are looking for. We'll get into this a little bit more as as, as the show progresses. Most food trucks- have something for under $10. Right. That's really good. Yes. Yes. Obviously, the taco truck will probably have more options than the lobster roll truck. But at no point do you go up to a food truck and the only thing you can get for $10 is two fives. And that's why I chose you. Because uh, I said, I want to co-host because
0: you got to bounce back and forth and you got to give the most information that's useful to people as you can. And, uh, you know, I, I, I follow you on Twitter and I'm like looking at your work. Oh, you're the one. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, uh You know, uh, I follow you on Twitter. I looked at your work and I was like, to be honest with you, if you want to eat out on a budget, you know, on a very tight budget, food truck is a great option. And I said, I need somebody in that world during
1: the day. Absolutely. Especially at lunchtime. Yeah. Lunchtime in particular, because I think you probably get this, too. If someone's going out for dinner. Yeah, sure. They want your input, but they're almost like subconsciously prepared that they're going to pay more because it's dinner time, that's right. right? That's right. Lunch is one of those sort of, yeah, sure. There's the shirt and tie guys, you know, working in a written house that 40, 50 bucks is lunch. Right. Uh, God bless you. that kind of money. Most people I know Don't. <laughs> are blue collar or no collar. That's right. They've got like 20, 25 minutes and maybe like six, seven bucks that's in their pocket. That's
0: so true. And that's why I chose you because- if you're going to eat out well on a budget, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the guy to show you what restaurants in the city and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing. John is the ultimate uh, expert as far as food trucks. So if you're working in a certain area of the city, we encourage you to call in to Wildfire Radio. I'll give you the best place to go that's brick and mortar. John's going to give you the best place to go as a food truck in you'll that be, area. Yeah, you'll be covered. I mean, And I'll you'll be-, be covered. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, this podcast gives you, Answers the question that everybody has. I don't know anybody that's not trying to eat out on, you know, with a, that's not on a budget. You know what I mean? There, so me and John will solve that problem each week here on Wildfire Radio.
1: And I really admired. What he did, it was uh, his name was Holly Moore, and he would be pedaling around on his bike. Everybody knew who he was, and this guy, he was known as like the hot dog stand guy. But if you actually got a chance to talk to him, and I did get a chance to talk to him a few times before he passed away, he knew the street. He really did. He knew. Oh no, don't go to this law cart. Go to this law cart. Yes. And I had said to him, "How do you do that?" And he said, "There's no shortcut." I'm here on the street every day. There Very was no sort of... That's right. Me you know, too. I'm
0: in Center City every day walking around, and yeah. that's how I learned.
1: And that's, you know, it, uh, there's two ways you can do it. You can put in all the time and steps that we have, or just tune in to us. That's it. And, and we'll solve tell, that problem. And we'll tell you where to go. And solve that problem. And um, I'm, I'm the expert at the restaurants. You're the expert yep, at the, the absolutely. food. Absolutely. I mean, my first introduction to, and this is going to sound funny, my first introduction to uh decent food sitting down at a table for a reasonable price and I that you know no joke about it was IKEA. I walked in there, their breakfast was available at a reasonable price. I love the food at IKEA. Uh, you get the little <laughs> you get the meatballs and the stuff <laughs> and the drink and it's like seven, eight bucks. And it's a nice dining room. It's awesome. I realize people be like, oh J. Cole, not the Swedish meatballs. <laughs> yeah, I like Swedish meatballs. They're really good. They're great. Um there was the a- breakfast there is good. There was a time where I stopped by uh, people who listen to me. They know me. They know I'm friends with Tony Luke. I grabbed the Lizio's roll from Tony Luke's one day. I was at Ikea for dinner. <laughs> people are laughing at me. I'm tossing those little Swedish meatballs Let me tell you. into the roll. I'll put anything between two slices. I used, I used
0: to know a concierge that goes to a fa- famous cheesesteak place, but he brings his own roll and he kind of <laughs> transfers it because he doesn't like their roll, but he loves their fo-
1: their meat you know, and cheese. When you listen to people debating cheesesteaks, and of course- People in Philly debate cheesesteaks endlessly all day. Some places have better meat. Some places have better exactly. rolls. Um, you nobody's ever satisfied with one thing. No, They'll no. sort of go and well, this is the number three roll, with the number one steak. So that's so true.
0: And I actually did a cheesesteak tour of the city on for my website, and uh, my favorite cheesesteak. And this sounds like, and it, 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 people tell me all the time on the radio, sounds like you're doing info I'm not doing an infomercial, but. My favorite was Gooey Louis, and I did 35 cheesesteak uh, places. My favorite out of all 35 was Gooey Louis. Tony Luca was right there. You know what I mean? I loved his cheesesteak, too. But I like his pork uh, with the broccoli rabe.
1: I think even if you'll ask Tony, and, you know, cheesesteaks are Tony's business, right. but I think if you'll ask Tony, and I'm certainly not, you know, out telling any stories at a school here or anything, right. I think if given a chance, Tony will grab a roast pork sandwich I, I gotta agree. Grab or I, chicken I, cutlet. Because I can't go in
0: there without getting his roast pork with, uh, you know, broccoli rob. I, I just like it. I think well, it's great. I've
1: had people say to me, oh, you're a Tony Luke's guy. And I'm like, well, Tony's a friend of mine. But he, he makes my favorite roast pork sandwich. I he think just he does. Has,
0: I, I think he has. And I'm not just saying this because your buddies but I think he has the best roast pork yeah. in he the just,
1: city. He just, he, and you know, it, it's hard because I've kind of gotten to know these food trucks, some of the restaurants and stuff like that. And now, and I'm sure you experience this too, people almost accuse you of like favoritism. That's exactly right. Oh, well, you know, I, I know you're a spot burger guy. Yeah, I, I am a spot well, burger they're guy. They're
0: going to learn over the next few weeks that we aren't all rosy no. posy, that we're, we there are some places that we're going to show you that hey man I didn't like it but I will not put a a thing on my show uh without it going there two or three times because there are times when you're short handed and 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 stuff happens but if I if I badmouth a restaurant and we will shortly uh you'll you'll (laughs) know that I've been I've been there two or three times. So here's how the show's gonna work everybody. Each week me and Janicole are going to tell you where to eat out at the best price on a very low budget. Uh, But we're going to have a segment every week called What's Happening. Yeah. And the What's Happening segment is going to be the most popular foodies in the city are either going to come in here and sit with us, or they're going to call in and just give, you know, what's my latest thing going on.
1: What have they got going on?
0: What have they got going on? Where have I been, uh, you know, that – That impressed me. What's going on that we like or, you know, that you might like, that you might know about, uh, not know about? uh, That might be
1: the biggest thing. Excuse me. That might have been the biggest perk of becoming the editor-in-chief of Mobile Food News. Absolutely. And I know people say to me, editor-in-chief, dude, you can barely read or write. (laughs) Guilty as charged. But becoming the editor-in-chief of Mobile Food News. Put me like right into the stream of what's going on. That's right. Uh, finding out what where the events are and stuff like that. I used to have to look that stuff up. Now, thank you, everyone. I'm on the email chains where they're just telling me, let's go here. Let's go there. Where's Night that's, Market? That's where are the these thing. events?
0: And Philadelphia is lucky. Philadelphia, Jer- New Jersey is lucky to have some great food bloggers. And yes. I'll tell you, you can learn a ton of info. Uh, you know, by reading their blogs. We so, mentioned right. our friend Marilyn
1: Johnson, yes, Philly absolutely. Grub.
0: Philly Grub is excellent. Uh, but uh, each week, uh, we're going to have a What's Happening segment where those food bloggers with huge followings are going to call in or come in and talk about what they're up to. Uh, the What's Happening segment, uh, if I was to do it, if it was me doing it, I would actually feature uh, a place that's going to be in here on September 9th. It's called Fezziwigs. It's eight- Princeton. No, it's 18 North 3rd Street in Center City. It's right off market. Uh, and what happened was they're known for their kettle corn. Oh, wow. And they're known for their ice cream. <clears throat> but they just got the hot food license. Oh, no. And they make killer burgers, fresh meat. Uh, the pork sandwich there is amazing. Uh, I had his cheesesteak. He used the sh- shoulder of the beat, and it's amazing. It's delicious.
1: People it's- are starting to use different cuts for cheese steaks. And I think the results are amazing. Yes. Um, my friend Mike Strauss, Mike's Barbecue. Oh, I love Yeah. He does a brisket cheesesteak. Which is delicious. Is absolutely delicious. And I kind of had the stones to bring Tony Luke with me. Oh, um, boy. People kind of <laughs> thought, and the different cheesesteak, you know, if there's like a Philly Mount Rushmore cheesesteaks, you know, you got Franco Leveri on there. Uh, you got Steve Prince's steaks on there. You got Tony Luke's on there. These guys uh, Cleavers, I found. Cleavers in Center City is very good. Yeah, they're them. very good. Yeah. They all went down and they all think, The cheese, his uh, Mike's brisket cheesesteak is really good. I loved it. I'm super glad to see these other cuts of meat being used other than ribeye. Well, first of all, you know, the whole nose to tail thing lends itself to that. Second of all, let's be honest, not everybody can swing ribeye. That's right. You know, that just because you can't swing ribeye doesn't mean that, you know, like you're out of business. And I understand that's the kind of preferred chosen cut. But, yeah. um, they're at 18 North, 18 North 3rd Street,
0: basically go to 3rd and Market and walk a half block towards Arch, and they're right there. Uh, they're known for the kettle corn. That's what they're, they're they there for. The hot food license. But they got the hot food license, and uh, my man is, is killing it. And uh, he'll be here September 9th. Nice. Uh, they'll be with us, and uh, just to introduce everybody to the great food at that location. Uh, I went in there personally. I, had, I bought a, a pork sandwich, and it was great and then I went back. See,
1: that's saying a lot because the bar's pretty high here for a sports
0: game. Yes, no, the bar's very high. Um, it's, you know, this is... I, I, for every... Pork sandwich I like. I can name 20 I don't. You know what uh, I mean? So we're going to
1: get to that, we're too. We're going to get to that. There's a few of you that I've tried your pork sandwiches a few times, and I've given you chances. And it's been weak. You know, we're going to – and it have been weak. You know, literally – don't it, come here with that again. A lot of people try to come out strong. These
0: people are coming out weak.
1: Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> I don't get that. And I understand you're not trying deliberately to suck, but
0: and, – and, uh, and next week I'm excited because as a guest in studio, we're going to have a couple young guys. Uh, they just bought a location. It's brand new. But it's doing a lot of good it's, it's a big hit It's called Oh Brother And it just opened at 216 Market Which is basically second to market Second to market, yeah On Market Street And uh, they have a French onion cheesesteak And it's a cheesesteak With like a French onion soup flavor and it will blow you away and they they do a lot of other good things down there they're they're young guys and they do a lot of innovation and they will be the guest in studio
1: i'm looking forward to that man if you guys are listening to this bring that cheesesteak oh (laughs) let
0: me tell you uh, i would because the french onion cheesesteak i put them on the radio segment because i don't put anybody on the radio segment that ain't good you know what I mean? if i go there and they're weak i don't even ask but I put, I, I'll tell you, that French onion cheesesteak they got, but they'll be guest in studio next
1: week. 2014, I was in a grilled cheese competition, and I did a French onion grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, did they? Sandwich. Oh, cool. And I was—I surprised myself. I was like, oh, you know what? I've got nothing here. Nice. Um, And it just it worked out. It's a flavor that people recognize. Yeah. yeah. And they like it. They like it. I did a lot. Lucky's did a French onion burger, didn't
0: they? Yeah. At Murph's Bar on Gerard Avenue in Fishtown, I had a French, a years ago, a couple of years ago, uh, did a French onion burger, and I I'll tell you. It tasted just like French <laughs> onion, too. It was, it was amazing. All was those really flavors good.
1: you can't... Yeah, all those flavors combined. wrong there,
0: man. So we're going to... Me and John are going to show you those places. Uh, then we're going to have a What's Happening segment, and I'm asking all foodies uh, that have a blog or whatever to get in contact me uh, with me at KJW1972 on Instagram, and just communicate with me, and we'll schedule you on uh, the show to give your takes on what's going on and at the end of every show we're not going to do it today but at the end of every show we're going to have a segment called give me the scoop and basically that is going to give you a list we we are sundays at 5 Mm p.m it's going to tell everybody what's going on in philadelphia or south jersey for the next seven days so if you if you were for instance every year i love going to the Rittenhouse House Festival. I'm a big fan of the Italian Market Festival. Those kind, of, you know, we'll list every week at the end of the show. We'll yeah. say, "Hey, here's what's going on." You have so many food truck, you know, events, and that'll be the time when you. Yeah,
1: uh, basically, what we'll do is is we'll sort of, you know, let this show sort of be its standalone show. But starting next week, I'll start telling you. Where to find events and where to find the trucks at certain events. Exactly. Yeah. Believe it or not, it is worth it to go to an event if you have not tried certain trucks. That's right. Yeah. And I'll you know I'll call the, let you know. But I have friends that are doing such unique stuff. One of them is the Flying Pie Guy. Yes. He's in Philly. He's in Central I, Jersey. I'm a Mama's Balls fan. Oh, I had the, I had the uh, Mike, mistake.
0: Oh my god. I've, it, Mike has been accused of being my my favorite. I truck. had him at the Mani- um, at the Manioc Festival, and he was great.
1: I've uh, Mike loves to hear people say this I've had his balls in my mouth many times yeah. many many times uh, I'm comfortable admitting that da-dum, he, da-dum. exactly He's, the truth is um, he, he makes my favorite meatball he does he, he just does He's, he does um, as I've gotten older his spicy meatballs don't seem to like me as much as they used to <laughs> so I slid over to the Rocky Balboas but
0: so anyway we're going to do a uh, we're going to talk about all things on a low budget all restaurants on a low budget then we're going to have a what's happening segment if you want to be on the what's happening segment uh contact me through instagram at kjw1972 of your foodie go to my instagram page has over 400 restaurants uh photos and uh and then the last we'll wrap up every show with a give me the scoop yeah and that'll be telling everybody what's going on the week ahead that way you know that'll give you another value for this podcast is hey uh you know I didn't know the Manioc Festival was happening. There's a certain blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed a certain blog, and I was like, oh, my God. You know? I,
1: I get that all the time. People yeah. are like, oh, like I get some Monday. Oh, dude, I saw Sunday you were over at the Lorita Winery or you were over yeah. at the Forgotten Boardwalk Brewery.
0: And we're going to and we're gonna break stuff down, too. We'll have, you know, uh, this is not going to be a podcast where I'm like, well, you know where you can get a $9. Oh, nine no, is it $9 no. or is it 11 is I don't know. This is going to be a podcast that's going to give you very valuable in-depth, useful information on... Uh, on uh, The real talk. There's going to be
1: much real, yeah. real talk stuff. There are places where we will tell you you probably want to slide on exactly. by. Exactly. Because we have not had good experiences. We're going to do a Dion Warwick on some things. Walk
0: on by. Chances
1: things. are, if we didn't like it... That's right. You're not going to
0: Those me. are the places that are kind of like dressing me up in bright orange. It just uh, doesn't uh, work. No, you know? no, 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 no. <laughs> it just doesn't do it. Well. And I
1: know you guys are trying. I know some of you are really trying, and you're not, right. you know, you're, you're just, you're not hitting. This isn't Philadelphia 1978. Exactly. Where there's like three, four restaurants. Philadelphia is booming it, on the dining is, scene. Well, I forget who it was. One of the major it uh, is red food hot. sites said, forget New York. That's forget right. About it said it. Yeah, that's, Philadelphia that's is the right. number one food city. In this country. And we're going to bring you the best of low budget. I haven't seen anything contrary to that. I've traveled to several dozen cities in several cities in the last 10 years or so. And um, I haven't seen people, I've I've had good food, Chicago, New York, Miami. I love you. I've had good food. Your food might be as good as stuff in Philly but not bad but your food's not bad yeah exactly and I'm sorry but if I can't get a cheesesteak or a pork roll leg and cheese in your city I'm only passing through I totally agree I couldn't agree more
0: but that's what we're going to be doing every week uh, we'll solve that problem for you so if you want to uh, download us uh, Mondays go to wildfire.com Uh you can go to my new website contact uh, KJW1972 on Instagram it uh, gives you a link to my two websites, and you can actually download the podcast from each of my new websites. John, give us your uh, tags, buddy.
1: Uh, you guys can find me at you know at least thirty or forty of you have found me at Twitter <laughs> uh, at j underscore cole c o h l. Facebook and Instagram, Jake Cole. Uh, that's kind of how people know me. Um, you know, come face- find your, me.
0: Your Facebook page is filled with good info. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. See you next
1: week. Stay hungry. Yeah,